The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking the time to join us each and every week as we talk about the sport of kings. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, left and or right coast. You decide. You know where you live. Three weeks. Run for the roses. I can smell them from here. Major stakes have taken place, and now comes the waiting game. Oh, man, this is brutal. Trainer talk. Oh, wow. Inevitably, some cult will spike a fever, grab a tendon, etc. Just read. You cannot read enough during these next three weeks. Pay attention to works. Pay attention to the, not just the sensationalism grab talk, but actually some reading that I would actually do for behind the scenes. I go to the Pollock Report, the Blood Horse, the Daily Racing Form. I would go to, oh, Equidaily. I think you're going to be happy with those because they're going to have the best stories, the best coverage. And if you're looking for a newspaper online, I would go to the Courier-Journal in Louisville, Kentucky. Jenny Reese, uh, I'm going to say, is probably one of the last true sports uh, riders that covers horse racing. And uh, it's actually out there. They haven't dismissed and dismissed wrongly and uh, for lack of interest. But uh, Jenny's great. Hopefully have her on in a couple weeks with the help of my guest tonight. Good friends with her. Anyway, before I put the, the, the horse before the cart here, Winning Pony's been off and running to the races accumulating some fine money and exotic predictions. It's never too late to get in on the action, as I always say. They have their own speed ratings. I, I like the this race, the last three, as well as turf ratings as well. Tier level of predictions, full comprehensive PPs. What you get in the program, the form, whatever you go with, whatever mode you choose, they have full comprehensive PPs. Change of weather tabs. Tomorrow, where I live, in the southern Ohio area, northern Kentucky, Mother Nature's going to get ugly. Tomorrow is the 85th anniversary of River Downs. We open our doors. I'm going to have to change my tab on it tomorrow from a fast track to possibly a muddy end or a good track. But that's one of the, the helpful hints from Winning Ponies. Easy, economical, productive, and be sure to check it out. I ran into a very good friend, Steve, from Union, Kentucky, a friend and a user. Steve was at Keeneland. I was down there. He was doing very well. He was all smiles. He and his lovely wife informed me that Ben Franklin had made appearances in their pockets. He's a really good guy, Steve from Union, Kentucky. He calls in from time to time. Hopefully, love to hear him tonight. It'd be great for me. It'd be great for you because he is a real fan. 
Before I kick it off and get into a recap, biggins, etc., here is something. I never usually talk, I'm going to call it crap talk. You know, when somebody says, I made a big wager. I did make a big wager. Actually, this is when I actually made my acquaintance with the folks from Winning Ponies in California for the Breeders' Cup. And I made one of the biggest, if not the biggest, win bet ever on stardom bound. Paid 340 to win, I believe, that day. Oh, beautiful runner. Stardom bound has been retired. Actually, I was on hand to see it. The four-year-old tab affiliate is a Blue Water Farm near Lexington. We'll be bred later this spring. Hell, right. We're going to see plenty of stardom bounds, hopefully, in the future. IEH stable campaign, uh, campaigned both champions and partner. Big Brown, champion, stardom bound. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Great Philly, beautiful. Yeah, ran fifth in an allowance company in Keeneland's Turf on April 11th. Uh, but I had to throw it out there because stardom bound was near and dear to my heart the day that Mike Smith swooped around the turn. But I'm going to look forward to babies coming very, very soon. Let me jump into some biggins here. Well, first off, let me throw this out at you. Little Winning Ponies action here for you on Sunday, 4-11. They nailed two pick sixes. Gallstream for 28,262 and Keeneland for 16,655. Pretty good shooting, I'd say. I'd say that's pretty good shooting in anybody's book. And I'll tell you what, these guys have been in Fuego. That means on fire, the exotic predictions, $2.4 million dollars. Leading the hunt was April 11th, Gulfstream, pick six, 28,262.20. Turf Paradise, a super key, 25,000. Keeneland, 16,655.80 on April 11th on a pick six. April 11th, hot day. But it's never too late. You can't put it aside, and you can't cure yesterday today. You can only prepare for the future, and Winning Ponies is always there for you. Hopefully, just check it out. Tell me what you think. Drop us a line. Tell us what you think. Tell us how we can get better. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. What's happening tonight? We're going to do a little recap. Last week's races, notes of this week's races, preps, what's left, and there's not many, and I'm starting to claw the table already. Talked about the big ones. They've been on fire. They've just really been doing well. Special guest this week. Turf Publicist of America, President, Longtime Publicity Director, and very good friend of mine, Mr. John Collins Englehart from River Downs, who I work with, have the pleasure of working with, opens the doors for our 85th anniversary at River Downs. A little track by the river, very picturesque, beautiful, little oval. John's going to be joining us. Great guy. You've heard John on here quite a bit. Well, i got to tell you a little tale. He is uh, my main compadre. We do radio together, a little TV together. He looks a little better than I do. But I'll tell you what, he's a good handicapper. He's a good man for racing. I think you're definitely going to enjoy it. We're going to have a little news from the world of racing, as we always do, kind of keep you up to speed. Handicapping from yours truly. And if all goes well and his handicapping is complete, maybe we'll hear from our good friend, the Cincinnati kid, Mr. James Williams, I like to call this guy Mr. Ohio because he is a true handicapper on the Ohio circuit. Jumping into that, let's uh, do a little graded stakes earnings recap here. In the one spot working down, looking at Lucky, 
1,480,000, Noble's Promise, 738,000, Rule, 645,000, Sydney's Candy, 630,000, Escandaria, 600,000, Line of David, 600,000, Mission Impossible, 485,934, wow, Icebox in the eighth spot, 457,500, Stately Victor, 451,112, Endorsement, winner of the Sunland Derby, $400,000, in the 11th spot, Conveyance, 386,000. American Lion, 378,000. Dublin, 373,208. Super Saver, 363,000. Discreetly Mine, 340,000. Dean's Kitten, winner of the Lane's End, 326. That's 1,000, that is. Interact T, 307,000, that is. Awesome Act, 285,000. Patio Prado, wow. Nice little runner there. 250,950. Homeboy Chris, 250,500. Jackson Bed, 230,000. Back Talk, 225. Make Music for Me, 218. Setsuko is 180. A Little Warm is 180. Pleasant Prince, 166,250. Kara Cortado, 153,000. Joanna Twist, 147,000. Katamara, 138,500. Schoolyard Dreams. 137,500, Northern Giant, 132,000, 85 and a 50, 120,000, First Dude is 97,500, Ron the Greek, 70,500, Nacho Friend, 64,500, and Kodoy, 47,500 in the graded stakes ranks. Let's run down a quick recap of last week here. And at Aqueduct Race Number 9 on April 10th, the Comley Stakes of Grade 3. Winners, the eight touching beauty, Mike Luzzi aboard in between the ears, winning by half a length, three wide, determinedly down the lane, $12 for James Jerkins. And down to Keeneland, race number six, the Shaker Town, a grade three on April 10th. Very nice run indeed. Silver Timber, Julian Le Peru coming right back again, winning by a dirty neck, $5 for Chad Brown. Keeneland race number seven, the Commonwealth Stakes, a grade two, seven on the all-weather poly track. Winners, the one together Indy. Can't Sleepy DeSormo in the irons, winning by a solid length off the rail. 13.24, George Weaver. Keeneland race number eight, the Jenny Wiley Stakes, grade two, a mile and 16th on the turf. Winners of three, Wasted Years, Rajiv Marah in the irons, winning by a half a length. Good pace. Very nice indeed. Lasted on the inside, 11.60 to win for Bart Evans. The Toyota Bluegrass, a grade one, a mile and an eighth on the all-weather, $750,000 up for grabs, guaranteed. Stately victor, Alan Garcia, he was just on. We just had him on. Alan Garcia wins by four and a quarter lengths. Longest shot on the board, bumped, going away like his tail was on fire. Stately victor, 82-20 to win for Mike Maker, who was also a guest on. So just stay tuned. That's all you need to hear. The Arkansas Derby, a grade one, Oakland Park, race number nine, a mile and eighth on the dirt. Winner is the eight line of David Longshots galore, John Court, John Kenton Court, that is. Winning by a neck, 17.30 to one, quick, very nice. 36.60 to win for John Sadler. John Sadler's loaded for the Derby this year. Woodbine, the Starshoot Stakes, six on the all-weather. Biofuel, I saw this, and this is a beautiful race. Eureka De Silva board just sweeping away by two lengths in the uh, final six runners. Ridden out, 480 to win for Reed Baker. I mean, these guys team up like mad. Reed Baker and Eureka De Silva, that is. Love to watch them ply their trade. 
let's take a look and see what everybody else is talking about. And see Randy Moss, his top ten. He's got Escondaria looking at Lucky, Dublin, Olsen Act, Icebox, Sydney's Candy, Endorsement, Pleasant, Prince, Nobles, Promise, and Stately Victor. I like most of those. David Grenning from the Daily Racing Forum, Escondaria, looking at Lucky, Alsamax, Sydney's Candy, Mission Impossible, Icebox, Jackson Ben, Endorsement of Stately Victor. Our girl Jenny Reese, the Courier Journal, Escondaria. Is it starting to sound like it's just a repeat here? Looking at Lucky, Sydney's Candy, Icebox, Super Saver, Drosselmeyer, she still had in there. Mission Impossible, Endorsement, Stately Victor in Dublin. Jenny, I, you know what? Thus far, I've given my tip of the cap to the ladies so far. Gary West from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Escondaria looking at Lucky Endorsement. Sydney's Candy, Alsamax, Super Saver, Icebox, Rule, Line of David, and Conveyance. Caton Bradar from Gulfstream Park. Looking at Lucky, Escondaria, American Lions, Sydney's Candy, Line of David, Dublin, Super Saver, Jackson Ben, Alsamax, and Icebox. So there's what the professionals are talking about. As we head out to our first break, and when we return, we're going to be talking with our special guest of the week, and this guy is a professional. He's a professional handicapper, photographer. He's a renaissance man. He's my good friend and compadre, Mr. John Collins Engelhart. But you're only going to hear more if you stay tuned here on Winning Ponies. Everybody's getting down in this town. Ain't never going to be the same. Because I settle up my horse and I ride into the city. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winnie Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking the time to be with us. It is our second segment, and this is where we have on our special guest of the week. Winnie Ponies is honored and pleased to have on a man of racing, Turf Publicist of America president, longtime publicity director, professional photographer, and I call him Renaissance Man. That's, you know what? That's going to be my new nickname for him, Renaissance Man. Joining us tonight is one Mr. John Callenzengar. Johnny, are you there? I am here. So you're good at those nicknames, Ed, I can tell you that. <laughs> I like Renaissance Man, but does that fit you? Well, you know, we used to call Tony, Le- uh, Tony Bentley the Renaissance Man, who was the old announcer uh, down at the fairgrounds. Uh, Tony not only called races at the fairgrounds, uh, he, he had a cooking show on television, uh, and he sang in the opera. So I, I don't think I want to steal Tony's moniker. Well, I haven't heard you sing, but uh, I have watched you cook, and he makes some sort of potatoes dish for lunch every day, and just drives me crazy with it. But uh, and plus, he won't share, and uh, it, it looks amazing. And uh, I think his mother uh, concocted this uh, wonderful uh, thing, and he will not share once again. I, I can't actually. Say that it was I, my father on share. Sunday mornings. It was my father that taught me how to make those potatoes, and I, I would be glad to share them with you any time. But. It, Guy I know is on the Atkins diet, and I don't think potatoes are on the list of things to eat. You're always saving me, and, and, and I thank you again. you got to well, keep John, you alive to, back to, to be the driver you, for winning ponies. <laughs> well, thanks again, and uh, thank you for trying to save me on my diet, and welcome back once again. Uh, for, for the listeners out there, John has been more... Of a, of a staple on the Winning Ponies uh, uh, show than any other guest. Uh, uh, he wears many hats in racing, respected industry-wide, and if you've enjoyed listening to some of the guests that we've had on in the past, many are greatly important due to John's professional colleagues and uh, his outreach of hand there, so he's helped me out greatly. Uh, so if you've enjoyed any part of that, it's because one John Collins Engelhart uh, helps me and uh, he scrambles around. John, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right into it because I think our people know exactly all about you. And if not, shame on them because they've missed it and they can always go back on podcast. The Little Track in Ohio, one of the most picturesque tracks in my mind, opens its doors for the 85th anniversary of River Downs. Tell us a little bit about the history of River Downs. Yeah, it's the best-kept secret in the Midwest. Well, as you walk into the clubhouse, if you decide to go around to the left side of it, you can look down and find a grate for the Cincinnati Power Company, and it's a big metal manhole cover, and it's stamped 1925, and that's when River Downs opened up its doors. The very first horse to step on the track was a horse that had won more derbies than any other horse ever, and that was Black Gold, was the first horse ever to train over what was then called the old Coney Island track. Uh, since then, uh, legends uh, such as uh, Merlewood and Clang set a world's record there uh, in, in a match race that was heard around the world. Of course, the immortal Seabiscuit ran there. Uh, Hall of Famer uh, Crusader still holds the track record for a mile and a quarter at River Downs. Think of how many times that distance has been run since uh, the 1930s. 
then, of course, in a, you know, as we moved into the modern era, we had a couple derby runner-ups, Coach Me, Chad, and Tejano run, and then we had, uh, you know, Spend a Buck, started his stakes career there, went on to become Horse of the Year, and, of course, a legendary Kentucky Derby winner. So those are some of the great, you know, horses we've had, and, you know, uh, a guest that you had on all of a little over, no, it was about uh, four months ago, because I got to talk to him the next day, and that was Neil Howard started there, uh, Larry Jones started there, and a guy that's red hot right now down at Keeneland, Kenny McPeak, uh, started at River Downs. And then we got jockeys like, uh, you know, Larry Snyder, Steve Cawthon, uh, Rafael Bejarano, James Graham is riding very well at Keeneland right now. These are all guys that uh, cut their teeth uh, at this uh, this little uh, racetrack along the Ohio River and proud proud that they were a part of the fabric of uh, that track that's been there now at 85 years. It is incredible, and, you know, you talked about James Graham. He just uh, reached a milestone today, 1,000 wins at Keeneland today. Oh, great for him. That's great. What a, what a nice guy. I remember when he won his first race, I went in the Jackson <laughs> to take a picture of him, and he, uh, he had a nice Breeders' Cup logo tattoo on his arm, and he showed that picture, and, uh, of course, I took it, and, uh, you know, he said, oh, well, thanks. Just as long as me mum doesn't find out. Well, I sent it to the Thoroughbred Times website, and didn't his mum see it the next day? <laughs> you know, the little James now is in the U.S. and had a tattoo. <laughs> well, that's that's always a good way to find it out. At least you know when, when you're on the, in the winter circle. That I guess you can forgive a little bit there, John. There was also a great uh, article written in the by by our good friend Tom Lamar in the Blood Horse about River Downs. Yeah, uh, last week's issue. Uh, as a nice story about River Downs, it captured a lot of what we just talked about—the history of the track and some, you know, the interesting future of the track. Uh, you know, considering the fact that we're, you know, actively trying to get VLTs to compete with the uh, surrounding stakes. Uh, I, I love Tom Lamar's writing because it, it's always right down the middle. He tells the story the way it is. That is true. Uh, Tom has a he has a real turn of pen. He's a great guy to chat with, to uh, to have an adult beverage with, uh, and he's a pretty good handicapper. He's he's a two dollar better, and he's a fan through and through. Uh, probably started off like uh, like many of us. He started off as a fan first, and evolved into uh, into a livelihood. Tom is very respected throughout the industry, and but John, you've worked in racing. You have many friends and colleagues at other tracks. In your opinion, now we've talked about the many fabric of, uh, of horses that have weaved into the history of the track. If you're walking in the doors, what makes that little track special? If, if you're doing what? If you're walking in the doors for the first time, what would catch your eye to make it special? I think uh, the accessibility to, to the paddock, the way our paddock is designed we don't encourage it, but you can almost reach out and, and touch the horses as they go by. And it's a circular paddock that, that you can go on either side of it. You know, some tracks, it's on one side of the grandstand and there's a fence and the horses are far away being saddled. You can practically hear the jockeys getting the riding instructions at River Downs. And while you're there, all you have to do is turn your head. You'll see a place that, that is actually uh, so pristine and really hasn't changed. This is one thing you'll read about in Tom's article because I took him through the clubhouse and showed him the old photos. And he says, wow, if you think about it, there's been very little change to this place other than the, you know, the modern grandstand we put in. But as far as the sight lines, you, you, you look across this manicured turf course, and then you see the Ohio River, and in the background are the hills of Kentucky. Uh, it's, it's just gorgeous. So I'd say when you walk into the place, if you're, if you're lucky enough to land in the paddock, you're in one of the nicest places on God's earth. 
I agree to that, and uh, I think we're both spoiled in that uh, in that regard that we actually get to uh, be around uh, such wonderful surroundings. And uh, you being a professional photographer, you take in quite a bit. But we're going to touch on that here in a bit. Don't let me put the uh, the horse before the cart here. Johnny, working together has been a great deal of fun as well as a learning experience for me, and we both believe in fan education. But you're ahead of the curve. You've been doing it for quite a while with your nationally recognized handicapping show, The Regular Guy. Um, I'm going to have to go back and look at some tapes, but I'm pretty sure this is our 11th year uh, doing The Regular Guy. And, you know, uh, it's not easy when you hang your butt out there giving selections. You're always going to get the wise guys coming by when you don't give out a winner. But I think it's longevity speaks for itself. And well, what we try to do is show people uh, how to take the information that they're given at the, at the racetrack, find what, what's in the information, and why myself or one of my co-hosts, which is often you, uh, had made these selections. It's like, you know, I'm not just making this because I like the pretty color silks or I like the jockey. Um, you know, th- this is the hard information, and then we put that in the overhead so the fan can go, oh, that's where I go to find a trainer stats. Oh, that's where I go to find a trainer-jockey combo. Oh, that's where I go to find whether or not it was a synthetic or a dirt track. Uh, now, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the veteran guys, they can look away, they can handicap themselves, that's just fine. But everybody says, how do we teach this next generation to enjoy the sport? You know, the greatest thing about our sport, I think, Ed, well, there's so many great things, but the great thing about handicapping is it's, it's cerebral, you know. People go to a casino, don't ask me why, and sit in front of a slot machine or wait for the dice to pop up or a roulette ball to, to go and determine their fate. At the racetrack, it's the only sport where you don't just sit in the stands and watch some guy, you know, swing the bat. You're a part of it. You're an actual part of the sport. You're determining the odds, and as soon as that gate opens, I don't care, you own that horse. If you've got a $2 show bet on that horse, you're just as excited as the the owner as seeing that that that, that horse hits the board. Uh, It's just a a super game, and so that's what I try to do with the show. We, We try not to get stodgy. You know, you see some of these paddock shows where people are in nice ties and suits, which I don't have anyhow. But anyhow, I like to be a little more relaxed and uh, enjoy it, maybe smoke a cigar or have an adult beverage and, 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 you know, kind of let people be my handicapping pal for the day. And, in fact, people feel very comfortable because I've been down there so many times with you and they've approached you and you, you, you speak to the kings and queens, to the, uh, to the folks that just come once a year, and, and they all know John Engelhart. Uh, you're nationally recognized, and, and the show has been nationally recognized, which is a great tribute to all the hard work and time that you put in with the regular guy. You're sponsored by the Daily Racing Forum. So if they see fit to actually put a sponsorship bid in there, that is a big one. Also, locally in the area, there's Strauss Tobacconist. There's many others, and that's where you get that cigar. And, and I keep saying that cigar because I'm hoping that maybe you would have a couple of those cigars if we ever get a chance to actually do that. You know, Absolutely. Don't leave out my friends <laughs> down the road at AJ's Roadhouse because <laughs> I might need a place to lay my head after a few adult beverages. <laughs> That is true, and once again, I sure hope they, you know, Strauss gives you some cigars, John, so, you know, we can actually maybe puff on one. John, if I may, I, I'd like to change up gears on you. i got a couple questions here, and sure. uh, this one, uh, it, it's, a, it's a little tougher because uh, you, you read about it, you, you see it, you, you hear so much about it. We read nationally that racing is getting a standing A count as competition is putting a squeeze on thoroughbred racing. Ohio, not any different than any other, many of the other states that need some governmental help, some, uh, some, uh, some help from uh, out of the House and uh, the legislative body to survive. Where is that process and what is going on in the Buckeye State? 
Uh, well, right now it appears that there will be a vote on the ballot in the fall to uh, get VLTs at uh, the racetracks in Ohio. But it's kind of interesting because in the past these measures have always been defeated by our neighbors who run casinos who have millions and millions of dollars to, to defeat the effort. It's interesting now, though, that we have casinos in Ohio. Uh, four casinos have been approved, none of them up and running, and I don't think you'll see the first one till 2012 or, in my opinion, beyond. But the th- interesting thing is Penn Gaming bought two racetracks in Ohio, so it would behoove them, I think, to get behind VLT legislation. It'll be very interesting to s- see what happens when the ads start coming out uh, for or against. The good thing, though, Ed, that I'm hoping on the horizon is is that if the Ohio voters took the turnaround to vote casinos in, and it seems to me they'd be the same people that would go out and pull a lever to put VLTs in at the racetrack. You know, but by my main contention about this is we've seen our neighbors surround us. It has benefited racing. It's not the know-all. It's not the end-all. Uh, but certainly as far as helping purse accounts and keeping our horsemen in our state, I think it's, it's very valuable. But our industry has more spinoff, much more spinoff, than a casino does. And, and, and I hope that that's recognized uh, by people. The fact that, uh, you know, you don't get a horse at Walmart. It's got to be raised on a farm. There's real estate. There's the farm workers. There's the hay man, the feed man, the veterinarian, all the people it takes to raise and train and get a, a horse to the backstretch, and then all the people that are employed on the backstretch. Uh, the, the ripple effect is, is hundreds and hundreds of miles, not just in a half a block at downtown Cincinnati. Agreed completely, and I was uh, at Keeneland, and I was chatting with some folks, and they couldn't impress upon me enough that so many other states are watching what happens in Ohio because they feel that it could be good and or bad, that uh, possibly their fate could be decided by what even happens in Ohio because so many other states are are kind of following suit, but uh, they're keeping their fingers crossed for us as well. As my great-great-grandmother used to say, John, and uh, it was passed down to me, we better hang together or we definitely will hang separately. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think that uh, I think the racing definitely needs to have uh, – there's no better time than we need to hold hands than right now. Do you feel that racing, in your opinion, do you feel that racing is doing enough to protect horses during and after racing? We read in every publication, online, et cetera, that there's abuse. There's a lack of care for after homes for horses that have been uh, uh, in racing, but now they're, they're a little problematic. They have some injuries and such. Are we doing enough? Uh, what, what are tracks doing to combat these issues? Well, I think, I think that we're... We're taking a step in the right direction without signing on with PETA. Uh, I think that you've seen a proliferation of programs like New Vocations, which is just a sensational program that that takes horses off the track and gives them new careers. Uh, A good friend of mine, Larry Denny, uh, has turned around many an ex-racehorse into an outstanding polo pony. Maybe they can't go six furlongs, but they can sprint, you know, 400 yards pretty good to get to a polo ball. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that care. They just have to be aware. So what we've got to do is provide alternatives to the owners and trainers uh, rather than uh, turn this horse over to somebody that might put him on a plate uh, over in France. The first thing we've done, of course, is we've eliminated slaughterhouses in North America, but there are still trailers that go to, to Canada and Mexico. Good news is I believe a new law came out in Canada that says any horse that's ever been treated with butte cannot be used for table meat. Well, as you know, in North America, 
and that eliminates about 90% of the horses that used to be able to go over there. It's such a, it's such a common medication. So I think we're starting to see it, but then it's like, okay, well, if they can't be used for food, what can they be used for, you know? And the last thing we want is somebody that's <clears throat> horses used up its worth at the racetrack and just becomes worthless. So um, what we've done is we've taken a page uh, from Kentucky and uh, we've created what we call a survivor stall at River Down. So if somebody does fall on hard times and they can't afford the horse anymore, all they've got to do is leave the horse and his papers in the survivor stall. I've got a trainer, Kathy Lowry, that's going to go by the stall every night and check. Then she'll give us a call, and then we'll start the process in motion. Uh, we've got the Southern Ohio Horsemen's Network. Uh, that just came into existence this winter. Um, they're going to help. We've got Bridal Paths Farm. Uh, run by Mary Huddle, who said she would uh, volunteer. And uh, actually, we have a place in northern Kentucky that right now says that they have upwards of 40-some stalls available uh, to house these horses until we can get them out to adoption. Some horses might not make it, you know. I mean, that's just a matter of fact. But the last thing we want to see is to have them sent off to some kind of slaughterhouse. And you know, there, there's so many of these horses that have turned around into great hunter and jumpers and polo ponies and uh, trail horses for kids. Uh, that there's no reason that they shouldn't be given their best shot. So that's the effort we're making at River Downs. And I'm going to be putting uh, information as the process goes on uh, to all of the turf publicists Americas across the country, and I'm hoping that the uh, marketing and publicity people will, will join in the effort. You know, what I want to do is kind of create a blueprint and say, hey, this is how we did it, this is what seems to work, here's how you get a hold of the rescue programs in your state, and here's how the paperwork trail should go. Uh, the bottom line is, though, they have to they have to – give up the horse, and give up the horse's papers. You know, John, for, for the few tracks that I've heard that are actually taking part in this, not a few tracks, but the few tracks that I've actually heard of their, their, uh, their system and work, they've called it a surrender stall. I like your terminology of survivor stall. Well, you know me, Ed. I always see the glasses half full. <laughs> it, as long as it has beer in it, it doesn't matter if it's half full or half empty. <laughs> I didn't it's say what it was full of. Johnny, I have to uh, throw it out there to you, and you know it's something that amazes me because I actually, uh, I'm actually on the receiving end of uh, some wonderful, uh, wonderful pictures. You're a professional photographer, and how did you actually stumble into this? Was this a hobby? Was this something you wanted as a kid? Uh, you know, is this something you saw? Was there some sort of great uh, baseball or boxing image that actually stayed in your head? Because when I see you out there, you'll hustle from the set, run out there, snap a picture at the wire, come back and do the, do the run-out uh, uh, explanation of the race. But being a professional photographer, was this always in your blood? Well, uh, it started uh, back in Saratoga when my brother Bob worked there. I used to bring, like, a little brownie camera with me. And I'll never forget, I got a really nice shot of Manuel Yakaza. And my brother, who I looked up to all the time, said, man, will you make me a 5 by 7 of that? And he had that framed and on his desk uh, pretty much till the day he died. And uh, it was kind of cool. And, you know, back then you had Braulio Beza, Manny Yakaza, Johnny Rotz, The Shoe, you know, guys that, uh, you know, are just legends now. So it was kind of cool as a little kid running around the paddock taking their picture. Never kind of lost the juice that that gave me, but you know, then I went on to college, and uh, I did uh, take fine arts at the University of Dayton, but didn't, Picasso was alive when I got out, so I ended up doing other jobs in social work, and then finally I got a job uh, in, in racing, and since then I've been able to, to turn it around. I've had great mentors like uh, the, uh, the, what I believe is the Ansel Adams of uh, equine photography, Tony Leonard. And uh, I'm going to take this opportunity right now, if I may, on your airwaves. 
Please do. To say, if anybody is on Facebook, and that's probably half the people that are listening, there's a fan club called Support Tony Leonard and the Protection of His Legacy. I'll say that again. Support Tony Leonard and the Protection of His Legacy. Become a fan. Tony's uh, become a ward of the state of Kentucky, and it's a really, really sad story. You can read all about it. There's a Lexington Herald story on there. But uh, I had lunch with him yesterday and his wife, Adele, in the nursing home they're in, and he was just so pleased to know that there were people out there that cared about an old equine photographer. So about uh, 30 years from now, uh, we might be Facebook and support John Engelhart and the protection of his legacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hardly. So you'll still be out there, sprite as usual, hopping over the rail and uh, snapping away. John, you, you've even uh, got some uh, some major shows coming in 2010 for your photography. Yeah, I've been blessed. I got contacted by my alma mater, the University of Dayton, and for the entire uh, month of June in the Rush Library, I'm going to uh, have an exhibit. So I've really been uh, working on that, spending money, getting things framed right, and... Uh, Anybody that happens to be in Dayton, Ohio, during the month of June, stop by the University of Dayton. I'd love for you to see my work. Also, if I can give a shout-out, you can see our work, too, with my partner, Pat Lang, at patlangphoto.com. It's the best equine photography site in the world. There's no doubt about it. That's patlangphoto.com. It'll pop your eyes. Now, Pat Lang uh, not only uh, takes care of River Downs, uh, you can see him uh, sprightly with a, with, a, with a tie on in, uh, in his wear at Keeneland and uh, Turfway Park as well, correct? Yeah, he's that gray-haired guy that uh, accidentally gets in front of the camera every now and then. Good-looking guy, good-looking guy, and uh, he's a wealth of information, and uh, he's a very cerebral gent. I think you would uh, have nothing but a good time. John, you're not going to dodge me any, any longer. Uh, tomorrow's opening day. And uh, we both love it. And uh, when we walk into the track and the key hits the door, actually, uh, this day's a little bit better than, than a simulcast day by far. John, let's hear, uh, let's hear one of your top picks, or if not two. Okay, well, first let me paint with a broad brush. Opening day at River Downs tomorrow. Post times is going to be 12.55. Starting out in April, we're going to be racing Friday through Tuesday. So tune in at all your simulcast centers. I found out that we just signed on two more South American countries today. So All right. It would be interesting. What um, about the regular guy show? What days? Uh, right now, Friday and Sunday. Friday and Sunday for the El Regulado. I think that's, uh, that's always a whole lot of fun. And if you're a hardcore handicapper, you can just, as John said, you can kind of turn your head and go right back to handicapping. If you're looking to have a lot of fun and the only thing that's taken serious is the educational factor, the rest is just a good time. Tune into the regular guy. You can catch that on any OTB. You'll see it anywhere you're wagering. And if you're lucky enough to be on site at Riverdowns, always stop by and see John because he's always glad to meet a friend. Okay, you dodged me long enough, big boy. All Where right, well, sure. the river card. Right, right, right out of the box here, Ed, and go with a horse that could be a hunch bet for the boast of both of us. Number four, Get Fit. Uh, <laughs> Get Fit is trained by Charlie Lawson. You know, what Charlie does is a lot of times he gives his horses a little bit of a rest and he comes back and he wins them in strings and then they'll disappear for a while. He brings them back. He's got his own farm nearby. But the, here's a horse that he gave a little bit of a layoff. Almost went wire to wire last time. Get fit came up a little bit short. Uh, fits the conditions perfectly. Uh, the Kalo factor is aboard. Uh, was second best off a layoff on the front running. I just love that angle. Horses that come out running after a layoff. So yeah, I think Get Fit's going to take the first race of the year. Charlie Lawson has been a leading trainer at River Downs, and I believe he's the second leading trainer at Beulah Park right now. 
correct on all fronts. You got a bit of a horse for course, six for twelve, and we're expecting a little bit of rain possibly in the northern Kentucky, southern Ohio area. And uh, get fit is actually four for nine on the off going. I love the second time angle. Beaten favorite Jose Calo. Speed on the lead. Catch me if you can. So we got one in the books from you, John. Give us one more. That's all I can ask is two out of eight from you. Oh, okay. Well, uh, in, in the second race, so I'll, we'll go with the Daily Double. A couple interesting horses. I'm going to play Get Fit to two first-time starters. Number four, Apple Witch, who's a daughter of Grindstone out of Karen's a Keeper. And I think you might remember a horse by the name of Apple Pan Dowdy. Uh, who really loved River Downs and won a lot of races for trainer Denny Moore. Uh, th- this horse is a full sister. It's a three-year-old making its first start. Um, the whole other horse that I really love for a lot of reasons is on the bottom, a first-timer uh, called Mimi's Avia. Uh, nice pedigree. Maddie G., who I like as a speed sire. But this horse is out of a horse by the name of Lady Cherie, who when she retired was the all-time leading money winner, accredited Ohio bred. She won close to a half a million dollars, Lady Cherie. So, uh, you know, I got to think that uh, they waited on this horse till she's three. Uh, her last work was 101 and change out of the gate over the synthetic track at Turfway. I, this horse might be on its toes. Uh, owner Ron McKay had uh, kind of a bad season last year, which isn't like him at all. You know how this game is cyclical. I think this might be the year this horse comes back. By the way, this horse, Mimi's Ava, is a stable mate of Sister Kitty. Oh, Sister Kitty, my goodness. Uh, the name later pops later up in the year. That's, that's already got my $2 already. So we got a 4-4 and a 4-7 daily double to kick off Riverdown's meet from you, John. John, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for your time and in, in going overboard, and thank you so much. May we have an exciting 85th anniversary and many years to come, and the best of luck to you on and off the track, my friend. All right. Thanks a lot, and I appreciate you letting me give out all those self-serving plugs. (laughs) No problem, John. We'll see you at the track tomorrow, my friend. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Keep picking winners, Eddie. All righty. That's been John Engelhard, Director of Publicity, Turf Publicist of America President, and I'm going to call him Renaissance Man. Good guy for racing. Time to head out to a break. When we return, we're going to be talking some news from around the world of racing and a little bit of speed handicapping here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. 
Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winnie Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for tuning in, taking your time to tune in to be with us as we talk about the sport of kings. Hope you got John Englehart. He's always a great guy to have on and a great guy for the game of racing. On to a little bit of news, and then we're going to some fireball handicapping. It's been a week, but the Philly, according to Stephen Chris, the epitome of class, Purcell Ensign died last Thursday, the age of 26. I remember her finishing unbeaten. The personal ensign gets up by a nose to win the Breeders' Cup disc. They have a Churchill Downs in the mud. Just seems like yesterday. Richard Ng, he's been uh, one of our guests from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He talks about Todd Pletcher has figured out how to win the Derby. Can you believe he's over 24? But I think that he's going to fix that record this year. He said, if mine that bird taught us anything and winning last year's derby, it's strange things can and usually do happen at Churchill Downs. So before you key Escondary on top of your derby super, at least watch the remaining prep races. Bear in mind, the past eight derby winners prepped in seven stakes. Only the Florida Derby has produced two in that time, Big Brown and Barbaro. Also, he threw out a note here that I love to toss in here. Gomez's mistake. A lot has been said and written about Garrett Gomez's ride on looking at Lucky in the Santa Anita Derby. To recap, Gomez tried to bull through the round, had a check sharply and tightened up by Victor Espinosa riding a hapless long shot. One of the great riders told him that throughout the years when they're riding the best horse, their goal is to stay out of trouble. A clean trip is more important than saving ground. Gomez allowed a rank outsider to control his destiny, not the other way around. Comes from Rich Eng, and he is a definitely a good man to listen to for racing. Talking about a good man, he's on board now. It is the Cincinnati Kid. Welcome, Kid. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Eddie. How you doing? I'm doing better that you're online, my friend. <laughs> River Downs opens tomorrow, 85th anniversary. I know we got some plays for you, from you, my friend. 
Uh, yes, sir. I'm going to try to get you guys started with the early double here at River. Starting, at the, starting in the first race, I hate to differ from John here because he really has a pulse on the River races. But I like the two in this race, early hats. Alberto Pusak picks up the mount on this one. This one's been off since February, but has been training pretty well. Has a nice workout at Churchill going 3 8 and 38. This horse is 4 for 8 in the money here at River. 5 for 5 in the money on an off track just in case it rains. And could be a distance specialist as it's been in the money 6 or 7 times going this exact distance. It picks up a lot softer condition going from the 5,000 nine winners of two and six months to the 4,000 nine winners of a race in a year should fire in this spot, and we should get a good price currently four to one on the morning line. I'm kind of liking that. Uh, I was going to ask you about, you think Al Pusak's going to ride very well at Riverdowns? I think he's going to do well. I've been checking some of the Bueller results. He's been up there bringing in some pretty, some pretty live long shots, and he's been getting on a couple favorites as of late. So I think he's just keying up to have a good summer here at River. Well, he's 40% of the money with a 14% win clip. So I had to ask you that, put your feet to the fire a little bit. But uh, early hatch, I like. Four to one, I think you're going to get a better price. So that's one in the books from the kid. Let's keep proceeding. I see. Now, in the second race, I agree with John here on the seven, Mimi Zeva. First time starter here. has been working real strongly down there at Turfway Park. And you know you don't see a whole lot of speed sometimes in the morning works over the poly. So I really like these quick times, including 101 and 3 out of the gate. Pablo Tolentino, I believe they call him the weed eater, correct? Uh, that's according to Mr. Pete Iowa, the voice <laughs> of River Downs. Yeah, uh, yeah, the mule man likes to call him the weed eater. <laughs> but this one's not on the lawn, but I think he can definitely get her home. First off the gate, I like that she's on the outside, so she won't be pinned on the fence. 4-1 to one again on the morning line. I kind of like this one in this spot. You know, I, I like your I like your runner there, but I also like Applewitch with Hector Rosario, Sergio Baez coming under the tutelage of Denny uh, Denny Moore, longtime uh, longtime trainer River Downs, uh, who's kind of uh, hung it up, but actually he's always available with Sergio, and uh, right. and you, you'll see Denny at the track quite a bit. But I think I'm going to box him up, who you like, and my selection as well. So that's two for me, kid. What else do we got? Okay, we're going to turn to the fifth race. You know, I have to get a little chalky on you. And I'm going to take I'm going to take the entry here of the one president-elect and the 1A wacky about boo, both Joe Woodard trainees. I think he's going to have another huge year here in Ohio. And if it's any indication, this one's not going to be much of a price. But hook it up in some pick threes, maybe uh, get a couple exactors going with uh, with the Charlie Lawson entry of uh, of dancing logo and. Top glory could make a little buck out of this one. You think so? Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, anywhere Joe Woodard goes, this guy is going to be multi-talented. I, I don't, I don't care if he's on California circuit. Hey, Woodard, uh, I think he's good. Hot. The man is just smoking. Oh, I, I, I agree with you completely, there, kid. And uh, you know, he, I, I think that you know he, he's going to have a great meet. And you know, and the best part about it is they're either jumping way up in class or they are. Or they're, you know, he's he's claimed for ten, and now he's in for six or five. Excuse me, in for five. So either which way, I like it because uh, Woodard, uh, is a fine trainer, and Yuri Uranga, a very nice rider, they're winning thirty nine percent together just in the last couple months. So, that is ridiculous. Oh, that is incredible. Where else do we go from there, kid? I'm gonna throw one more at you. I'm going to race seven here. I want to get a little bit of a price in because I've been a little chalky today, That's but I right. like. 
I like the one brain trust in this race. I don't, well, just dropping out of a stakes race, going down to the allowance ranks, then keeping some good company. If you go back on her lines all the way back to August 2nd last year, you see her run 7th against a nice little filly named All About Anna, who I believe came back to win the bassinet in her next start. She's been behind some decent runners here facing open company, gets back here to the state of Ohio, didn't like her one effort here at the river, but I think with Matthew Strait coming in the ride, you could get a nice price here, and this one might be rounding in the form. Sharp work at Keeneland on April 5th. Might have a shot here at 8-1 to one on the morning line. I love your price there, my friend. And the poly track always keeps them trained tight. But they do need a little road work on the river because anytime you come back to the dirt track, in my opinion, I think you need either a work and or maybe race. But I like your price. And, Mr. Straight, good luck to you because I think, kid, you're going to probably get about 12 to 1 on this one here. I'm hoping not so. better. <laughs> you hope so. You, you can just get Christmas paid now. Kid, yes, is that it? Do we wrap it up from there or do we yeah. have any more mistakes? Yeah, that's all I got for you. Kid, that's all I can ask. That's four out of eight races. That's not too bad. James, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a pleasure hearing your voice. Hopefully I'll be seeing you out at the races very soon. Oh, thanks for having me, Eddie. Thank you, kid. Hey, call in any time because I'd love to hear somebody doing some powerful Ohio handicapping. Thanks, James. Oh, no problem. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. James Williams, a.k.a. the Cincinnati Kid. Okay, I think between Johnny and I think between James, you've heard some Riverdowns powerhouses. How about some simulcast power plays? On Saturday, race number two at Keeneland, let's go to the one. Lisa's Kitten, a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. Julian Peru for Michael Maker, who just won the Bluegrass here. By Kitten's Joy, this three-year-old filly, everything Kitten's Joy throws out there is just incredible. In the eighth race at Keeneland, a five-and-a-half on the turf, the Giants Causeway, $100,000, five-and-a-half on the turf. And uh, in here, I like the seven. That's West Ocean. J.J. Castellano, one of the most underrated turf riders in the, uh, in the country, winning 24% of the time, shipping in from fairgrounds where West Ocean set a new course record. I mean, this is an incredible run here. There's tons of speed to set up West Ocean. If you get 5-2, to two, take it to the bank. Ninth race at Keeneland. This may be one of the biggest last preps out there. The Lexington, Coolmore Lexington for $300,000. And if you're saying the race hasn't produced anybody, do you remember 49 or Risen Star? How about Chris Antley aboard Charismatic? They all came out of this race, and there's many others. In here, I like the one Krypton. Alan Garcia aboard for Kira McLaughlin. The change of distance and course and Gulfstream horses have dominated shipping up here, going from uh, a mile and 16th to seven panels, now stretching out seven furlongs to the short run down the stretch at Keeneland for a mile and a 16th. So I'm going to say book it and cook it because this is going to be one of the last final preps for 2010 in the run for the roses. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Winning Ponies would like to thank this week's special guest, Mr. John Collins Englehart and James Williams, the Cincinnati Kid, and especially you for taking the time to tune in. So until next week when our special guest will be racing personality, Mr. Mike Battaglia, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.